Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin bear market, 70% dip, kills Bitcoin tourists as metric, screams by, quoting crypto analyst Philip Swift, euphoria from Bitcoin tourists has now been completely destroyed, realized cap hollow waves warmer, color spiking shows periods when participants are euphoric, we are now at cycle lows, aka max risk reward opportunity. Also breaking news, SPF denied bail by the Bahamas magistrate court judge. And not only that, but he was denied a $250,000 bail after citing medical and dietary needs as a reason for requests being an alleged vegan. He was declared high risk to flee by the judge. So kudos to the judge. SPF will go to the Bahamas only prison, Fox Hill, as he awaits extradition. Now note this, Fox Hill is known for brutal conditions and inmate suicide is not Uncommon. Also in today's show, Tether USDT to reduce secured loans to zero in 2023 amid a battle against the FUD. That's right. Quoting Tether here, Tether addresses FUD around secured loans, reveals plans to reduce these to zero in 2023. Also in today's show, imminent macro events could rock the Bitcoin and crypto markets, according to crypto analytics firm Sentiment. That's right. A leading analytics firm is issuing an alert to crypto traders to brace for wild price swings ahead. As key macro data are due for release this week. Also in today's show, breaking news, the CFTC declares Ethereum as a commodity again in a court filing. That's right. Quoting them right here. Certain digital assets are commodities, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, and others as defined under Section 1A9 of the Act 7 USC. Also, Van Eck, they predict a Bitcoin crash all the way down to between ten dollars and $12,000 by quarter one of next year in 2023. We're also going to be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream. This is Crypto News Alerts pod episode number 1133. Today is December 14th, 2022. And naturally, we have lots to cover. I'm your host, JV. Let's dive right into today's crypto market watch. We can see Bitcoin and most of the entire market pumping. Once again, on the back of the news of Bankman Fried's arrest and being denied bail, we got Bitcoin up about 2% for the day, trading back above $18,000. We got Ether up one. 
and a quarter percent, trading just above $1,300. Solana in the forest green, while Binance Coin and Doge are pulling back and in the red, along with Matic. And checking out CoinMarketCap. Dot com. The current crypto market cap sits at $879 billion with $36 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance on the rise at now 39.5% with the Ether dominance at 18.6% and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers. In the past 24 hours, we have TonCoin leading the pack up almost 13% trading at $2.59 followed by USDN which is up 6% trading just above $0.76 cents, followed by XDC. Up 5%, trading just above 2.2 cents. Below that, we have Solana and then Thorchain and Kava. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past week, we can see Ton leading the pack here, up almost 40%. We got Block Stacks up 13.8%. We got Bit up 13.2%. And Satoshi Vision also up 13.2%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, you can see we're currently rated a 30 in fear. Yesterday, a 27. Last week, a 29. And last month, a 24 in extreme fear and welcome to everyone just tuning in to today's live show we have so much to cover i don't want to waste any time so let's dive right into our bitcoin technical analysis and check out some of the charts bitcoin speculators have disappeared from the market and their mood destroyed says popular analyst philip swift in a tweet on december 14th the co-founder of trading sweet decent trader flagged potential maximum risk returns for the bitcoin price action at the current price that's right bitcoin is around 70 percent below its latest all-time high we hit back in november of uh last year at sixty-nine thousand, and the drawdown has flushed out many short-term investors the ftx scandal participated in even stronger capitulation which is going as it after affects these nervous investors panic for swift signs of speculator euphoria is now gone from bitcoin come in the form of a popular hodl waves metric now hodl waves group transacted coins by age how long they were last dormant or until they last left their wallet. The resulting data shows to what extent long-term or short-term hodlers are transacting in a further iteration of the metric, realized cap hodl waves additionally weighs these bands by realized price, the price at which each Bitcoin last moved. So our hodl waves are telling us that the cost basis of Bitcoin that have been held in wallets for different periods of time and each time period is shown by the waves of the chart, Swift explains in a description on his dedicated on-chain data resource, look into Bitcoin. Now currently the our hodl shows a distinct minority of coins moving on the network soon after they were used in the previous transaction. And on the contrary, transactions currently involve coins that last moved six to 12 months ago as the most common age band. And on an accompanying chart, the darker the color of the wave, the more recently the coins involved last move. Euphoria from Bitcoin Taurus have now been completely destroyed, Swift commented, and added that under such circumstances, the risk-reward ratio for investing is at its most attractive based on historical trends from the R hollow waves, as he shares here on crypto Twitter. Realize cap hollow waves, warmer color spiking show periods when participants are euphoric. We're now at the cycle lows, aka max risk-reward opportunity and the charts my friend don't lie so that's pretty bullish now from capitulation to accumulation swift is not alone in eyeing potential bullish signals for the king crypto as 2022 draws to a close we just got two more weeks to go fam in the latest edition of its weekly newsletter the week on chain analytics firm glassnode highlights the ongoing trend from capitulation to accumulation by bitcoin investors it did so via the utxo realized price density metric a similar tool to the r hollow waves which offers an insight into seller intensity 
based on coinage, quoting them here, after each market leg down in 2022, we can see the density of coin redistribution and thus reaccumulation has increased, it wrote, noting that the drop from $24,000 saw $18,000 saw especially strong reaccumulation and an accompanying chart shows those investors who bought the macro top of each Bitcoin price run, notably in late 2017 and through April of 2021. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the Bitcoin price action? Are you short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto? And towards the end of the show, I'm going to be covering a prediction from Van Eck that Bitcoin could potentially hit ten to $12,000 right around the corner in the first quarter of 2023. So please do stick around. And that will lead us to our next story of the day, which is on everyone's mind. And I'm sure you probably slept very well last night, noting that SPF has been arrested for his crimes and he is in Fox Hill in the Bahamas, which is known as one of the most nastiest and unsafe prisons in all of uh, the world. So here we go. Uh, let's discuss this, shall we? Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried's application for bail has been denied in a Bahamas magistrate court yesterday, December 13th, with presiding judge Joanne Ferguson Pratt highlighting a risk of flight. The counsel for Bankman-Fried requested bail to be set at $250,000 earlier on December 13th. Yo, Bankman-Fried, you claimed you only had $100,000 left, so <clears throat> how would you afford that bail? Just FYI. But anyways, uh, he was denied, arguing that the 30-year-old crypto executive suffered from depression and insomnia and does not possess a criminal record and did not flee the Bahamas despite ample opportunity to do so. I think this was a great move by the judge to deny his bail because we do have clowns and actors which are bad out there like Doquan still on the run. Now the council representing SBF also claimed that their client hasn't been taking medications including Adderall and antidepressants since his arrest. The lawyer also said that SBF doesn't object to electronic monitoring or reporting to local police station if granted bail. I guess referring to house arrest with an ankle bracelet. However, despite Judge Ferguson Pratt earlier stating SBF had a right to request bail, the judge denied the request from SBF's lawyers ordering the crypto executive to be held in custody at the Bahamas Department of Corrections until February 8th, 2023. So he's not going to be having a nice Christmas whatsoever, to say the least. The case has been adjourned to the said date, as shared here on this official news from the Bahamas. FTX update, SBF leaves the magistrate court. He will be remanded to the Bahamas Department of Corrections until this matter resumes on February 8th. 2023, which is another couple of months out. Now, Bankman Freed was taken into custody December 12th by the Royal Bahamas Police following a formal notification from the U.S. government that it had filed criminal charges against him, including eight counts of financial and elections fraud. That's right. And since then, several more charges against Bankman Freed have come to light from various regulatory authorities, including the U.S. SEC and a lawsuit from the U.S. Commodities Future Trading Commission, which is the U.F. TC, this is all very interesting, especially considering the fact we know that Gary Gensler and the SEC was working very closely with uh, Bankman Freed. And as pointed out here, Fox Hill is known for brutal conditions and inmate suicide is not uncommon. And in fact, he already has an inmate number, which I found out this morning on crypto Twitter. So what are your thoughts surrounding the saga unfolding and Bankman Freed being arrested and denied bail? What do you think is likely to come out of this? It's kind of cool that on the 
back of this news, Bitcoin and the entire crypto market started pumping pretty quickly as Bitcoin has returned back above 18,000, which you can see here in the Bitcoin live chart. But with that being shared, just drop your thoughts in the comments below. And towards the end of the show, I'll be doing the live Q&A. And for those of you only listening to the podcast, make sure to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the YouTube channel to participate in the live Q&A we do every day, seven days a week. And with that being shared, now let's discuss Tether versus the mainstream FUD, as there's been a lot of speculation out there that Tether could potentially collapse and be the next FTX. Uh, then Max Kaiser said, this is wrong. He was recently interviewed uh, by Daniela Cambona Stansbury Research, and he says, in fact, uh, not only is Tether backed one by one, they have more than enough backing, but it's Circle, the company uh, responsible for USDC, you need to watch out for. So there has been a lot of FUD, especially from the mainstream, attacking USDT. So let's break this down, shall we? The world's largest stablecoin issuer, Tether, has pledged to eventually stop the practice of lending out funds from its reserves, saying its mission is critical to restore faith in the crypto market. In a December 13th post, the stablecoin issuer addressed mainstream recent media FUD concerning its secured loans, amongst other FUD that hit the rumor mill. Now, Tether reiterated that its secured loans are over collateralized, which is a good sign, and covered by extremely liquid assets, while also adding that the firm will be eliminating these loans throughout 2023, stating the following, Tether is announcing starting from now throughout 2023, it'll reduce secured loans and Tether's reserves to zero. Now, Tether's secured loans operate similarly to private banks lending to customers using secured collateral, the company explained. However, unlike banks that operate on fractional reserves, Tether claim that its loans are over 100% backed. Now, the move is likely in response to a Wall Street Journal report earlier this month alleging these new loans were risky, claiming that the company may not have enough liquid assets to pay redemptions. In a crisis in which Tether responded, Tether addresses FUD around secured loans and reveals plans to reduce these to zero in 2023. So take that lamestream media and FUD. Now, it is not the first time that the Wall Street Journal has targeted Tether. In August, the outlet said that Tether could be deemed technically insolvent if its assets fell just 0.3%. The stablecoin issuer refuted the claims at the time, stating it had increased the legitimacy and transparency of its attestations by hiring top five accounting firm. And according to those attestations, 82% of Tether reserves are held in extremely liquid assets. Now, in October, Tether responded to more media FUD by further eliminating commercial paper from its reserves and replacing the investments with U.S. Treasury bills. And in its most recent statement, the company stated it'll wind down its lending business without losses and continue its mission to prioritize transparency and accountability. Quoting them here, we will continue to show Tether's resilience through the most uncertain times, regardless of the story fabrications and disinformation concocted by Tether truthers and clickbait headlines from mainstream media that have been consistently wrong about Tether for close to a decade. Now, Tether is currently the leading stablecoin issuer with $65.8 billion in USDT currently circulating. It has a market share of 466 percent according to CoinGecko. So there you have it. Let me know your thoughts surrounding the FUD versus Tether. I do know one thing which is interesting. It has been pointing out CZ, the Binance CEO, actually called Bankman-Fried out for this, but Bankman-Fried was attacking Tether USDT and he got caught trying to depeg the stablecoin and keeping in mind that this stablecoin in particular has been around now for a decade and hasn't gone anywhere. It makes it seem unlikely to me that it will go anywhere, but hey, still stress extreme 
caution because you never know and you don't know what you don't know. But at the same time, when you have the mainstream media such as the Wall Street Journal and Bankman Freed attacking a company like Tether USDT, which has been around for a decade and it's still being strong and doing what it's doing, it makes you really wonder, is this really all a conspiracy? And that does the mainstream media and the bad actors want to attack it because it's legit? Makes you really wonder. So let me know, which stablecoin do you trust most? Is it Tether USDT or is it Circles USDC or potentially another stablecoin such as DAI? Uh, there's actually quite a few out there. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next story of the day. Here are some macro predictions for Bitcoin and the crypto market. At hand, leading analytics firm is issuing an alert to crypto traders to brace for wild price swings as key macro data are due for release this week. In a new Insights edition, Santiment says it's expecting a volatile week ahead for crypto as the Federal Open Market Committee is scheduled to announce its latest policy decision today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Investors expect the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates by 50 basis points, a declaration from the 0.75% increase imposed over previous four meetings. A higher-than-expected print is traditionally bearish as it signals that the Fed is intent on tightening monetary policies to combat inflation. Now, Santiment also tells to keep a close watch on the Purchasing Managers Index, which is PMI, an economic indicator that gauges the health of the manufacturing or service sector. The PMI is slated for release on Friday, December 16th, which is just two days away. Quoting Santiment, the decisions from these events will eventually guide the market to be risk on or risk off. The analytics firm also says that while crypto has moved in tandem with the stock market for the most part of the year, the correlation snapped in November amid the high-profile implosion of FTX, which they point out here. And the analytics firm concludes by saying that crypto investors have been jittery as of late and any negative surprises from the two key macro events could trigger yet another sell-off event. Decision time is coming. So there you have it. Do you think another massive sell-off is likely? And do you feel there could be another FTX Black Swan event where a major stablecoin, potentially USDC, Tether, USDT, or even potentially another cryptocurrency goes under. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next story of the day. And that's the CFTC coming out and reiterating that Ethereum is not a security, but it is a commodity. However, what's interesting here is Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, says the opposite. He believes that Ethereum is a security. So there is an argument going on between the CFTC and the SEC as they're both battling to be able to basically enforce their regulation upon these cryptos. So let's break this down, shall we? The Commodity Futures Trading Commission, better known as the CFTC, has again labeled Ethereum as a commodity, this time in a December 13th court filing. In contrast, statements from Chief Rostin Bimman on November 30th suggesting Bitcoin was the sole crypto that could be viewed as a commodity, quoting them here. According to the CFTC, as per their filing today, ETH is a commodity. This really should put any security designation to rest. Now, in its lawsuit against Bankman Freed, FTX and sister company Alameda Research, the regulator on multiple occasions, referred to Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Tether, amongst others, as commodities under United States law. Quoting them here, certain digital assets are commodities, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, and USDT, amongst others. However, there appears to be some disagreements with the CFTC. FTC itself regarding whether Ether should be viewed as a commodity, not, or at least 
as of the recent weeks. During a crypto event at Princeton University on November 30th, CFTC Chief Rostin reportedly suggested Bitcoin is the only crypto asset that should be viewed as a commodity, walking back previous comments asserting that Ether may also be a commodity, and the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, had also undermine his stance on Ether in recent months. In an interview with Jim Cramer during his Mad Money show on June 27th, Gensler confirmed that Bitcoin was a commodity, adding, that's the only one I'm going to say. So pretty clear, coming directly from Gary Gensler himself, the only one with the green light, according to Gary, is Bitcoin. Now, Gensler had previously suggested Ether was a security after its initial coin offering, but had become more decentralized and turned into a commodity. Since then, his stance appeared to have shifted again, following Ether's transition to a proof of stake and what Gensler arguing in September that stake tokens may constitute securities under the Howey test. The designation of crypto assets in the U.S. is particularly important as the CFTC regulates commodity futures while securities like bonds and stocks are regulated by the SEC. Now, crypto skeptic Senator Elizabeth Warren is reportedly working on a bill that would give the SEC most of the regulatory authority over the crypto industry, which we do not want as she is totally against Bitcoin and totally against crypto. And Intercontinental Exchange Inc. CEO Jeffrey Sprecher is also confident that crypto assets will be handled like securities, suggesting a financial services conference on December 6th that this would result in greater consumer protections. And Belgium has taken a different stance, however, with its financial services and markets authority asserting November 22nd that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other crypto assets issued solely by the computer code do not constitute securities. Facts. But let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below surrounding Ethereum being deemed a security versus a commodity. What do you think is likely this uh, to play out? Let me know in the comments below. And of course, we also have right now the ongoing saga between the SEC and Ripple Labs fighting for Ripple to be deemed a commodity or bridge currency or anything but a security. But it is very clear that the SEC has targeted them a couple of years back, and this is ongoing. And the result will show us how we move forward with regulations and things of that nature. But let's now dive into our final breaking story of the day, and that's a Van Eck prediction of ten to $12,000 for the King Crypto within the next few months as they're predicting this for quarter one of 2023. Also like to point out that it's Van Eck. They've been trying to get a spot Bitcoin ETF approved in the United States. But guess what? Gary Gensler and the SEC has been denying them. But nonetheless, let's now break down our final story of the day. Van Eck, one of the handful of companies that continues to fight for the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF. The U.S. investment management firm received a resounding rejection from the U.S. SEC and Exchange Commission November 2021 after a three-year battle, and this was at the height of the crypto markets. Now, just six months later, June 24th of this year, Van Eck reapplied for approval of a physically backed Bitcoin ETF all over again, and the SEC's decision is currently pending. Go figure. Despite this support, the investment firm had made a bearish prediction for the King Crypto in the first quarter of 2023. Matthew Siegel, head of their digital asset research at Van Eck, shared his assessment in a recent media presentation, quoting him here, looking ahead, Bitcoin could test 10 to $12,000 as Bitcoin miner bankruptcies increase due to the drop in Bitcoin value and increasing electricity costs, Van Eck predicts. The investment firm believes that many miners will be forced to restructure or merge in order to find capital during difficult times. And as Siegel explained, the mining industry is in a tremendous stress situation. We have an index which tracks the publicly traded companies in this sector. The median market cap is now below $200 million. And every one of these companies is burning cash, trading well below book value.
value. And in the recent months, the Bitcoin price has traded like a risk asset, Siegel said. What is surprising to the company, however, is its sensitivity to the higher interest rates. VanEck sees one reason for this policy, responses to inflation in developed countries, which have capped energy prices and expanded sanctions against Russia. This has been a difficult proposition for Bitcoin mining, Siegel elaborated. Still, VanEck is optimistic that the King Crypto could rebound to $30,000 in the second half of 2023 as inflation declines. And looking further, the investment firm points to the halving in 2024, an event that traditionally drives up the Bitcoin value. Now, as News BTC reported, the second Bitcoin miner capitulation within one cycle has already started just two weeks ago. Charles Edwards of Capriole Investments reported November 28th that the hash ribbons had confirmed the start of the capitulation and Glassnode's latest Bitcoin miner net position change. Data shows that the miners have sold aggressively in the last two weeks to the extent that historically has only been higher in early 2021. So there you have it. And historically, minor capitulation had lasted an average of only 48 days. So an end to the selling pressure could be foreseeable by mid-January 2023, right around the corner. However, this is not in line with VanEck's Bitcoin prediction, which foresees a longer bear market. So despite the fact that miners have clearly given up their Bitcoin holdings in the last week, the interesting thing about this currently is that the Bitcoin price is showing an upward trend as we're currently back above $18,000. So there you have it. Let me know if you're currently bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.